Hey everyone, it's Cheryl and Tony. Buckle up for this special Friday morning Valentine's Day edition of the Disney Drive Time Podcast. How are you? I'm good. What'd you get me for Valentine's Day? Um, all the love I have in my heart. That's it? Yeah. What, do you want uh, something tangible? Yeah, I want flowers or chocolate. All right. I'll probably get you those as well. Okay. Maybe good. chocolate flowers. All right. As long as they taste good. All right. And what am I getting for Valentine's Day? Oh, I have to buy you something? Sure. Oh, I don't know yet. I an have action to figure, maybe? No, I'm not buying you an action figure. All right. And you know what we'll give our listeners? What? More shows. Yes. That's yes. all we really have to give. That is. But uh, we give right. it our all. We do. Yeah. Let's start with the Disney Parks blog. Um, it's Cars Week. That's right. Do you know why it's Cars Week? Because the Daytona 500 is coming up, I guess, on Valentine's Day. It is coming up on Valentine's Day. So you know where I'll be on Valentine's Day. Not at the Daytona 500? Watching grown men drive a race car 500 miles in a constant left turn. No, you won't. No, I won't. I don't really like NASCAR. Uh, But I do like M&M's, and I think they have a car. Oh, all right. And Um, you like car. The the Cars... uh, Cars franchise. Yes, thank you. So Disney has declared that this is Cars Week. Um, and uh, they've been doing this the past couple of years, and, and on the Parks blog, they have a couple of ways you can celebrate Cars Week. Uh, you can start your Cars collection today, uh, of course, buying their toys. Um, <laughs> Always an opportunity to buy something from the is. Disney Parks blog. You can listen to a uh, curated Cars road trip playlist. A playlist. So they are uh, they have a a playlist on Spotify that is all the Pixar tunes uh, from Cars. They ha- you can curl up with a good book. Uh, and they have some young adult books, and they also have a little golden book called Cars Tractor Trouble. I've seen that. Oh, have you? Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, you can watch an all-new Disney Parks TikTok uh, with little-known facts about Lightning McQueen's Racing Academy. And best is you can celebrate by streaming all the Cars content on Disney Plus and YouTube. Awesome. So get ready for racing. Vroom, vroom. Woo! All right, um, from the Disney Magic Moments, uh, they have a ride and learn for Disneyland Paris Phantom, Man- Phantom Manor. That's right, Phantom Manor is the Parisian version of the Haunted Mansion, uh, and it has quite a different storyline than the uh, Haunted Mansion in both California and Florida. Um, and it was an interesting little ride, but it was a, I think, two and a half minute video. It's up on our page. Okay. So if you get a chance, check it out and learn a little about uh Broken Hearts in Paris. All right. Uh, The Disney Company's financial results were released in a call for the, it was from the first quarter, and we have some highlights from the call. We also were supposed to have some words from Bob Chapek, but we'll go into the uh, financial results first. Well, what are his words? He had things to say about... The first quarter, didn't he? Well, there were financial things, and then he had some stuff to say. Okay, well, you cover it all in whatever order you would like. I love you. (laughs) Happy Valentine's Day. I love you, too. Let's get snippy. (laughs) Um, So they did have their financial results call earlier today, um, and Bob Chapek, uh, before we get into the business side of it, uh, Bob Chapek did say he expects Disney parks to ease their mask mandate and social distancing requirements by 2022. Um, but we will probably still be wearing masks uh, throughout the remainder of 2021. I think so, that makes sense. Uh, yeah, totally. I mean, I don't think everybody's, you know, you're not going to have like 90% of people vaccinated until you get through this year, I think. So exactly, it, it makes sense. Exactly. And then when we start to look, um, you know, at, at other aspects of Disney, um, he does not expect Disneyland to open up 
uh, in the first quarter of 2021, which makes sense because that's just, you know, the end of March. So Disneyland will not be open prior to the end of March. Uh, but he does believe that Hong Kong will be open prior uh, to the end of March. Um, Shanghai and Florida are the only two parks that were open for the entire first quarter of the fiscal year. Um, so that, uh, you know, that's a little bit of a, a hit in, in Disney's pocketbook. Yep. And speaking of that, um, capital investments at Disney parks dropped 43%. Um, they only spent $760 million in the first quarter, uh, which is lower than the $1.3 billion spent the previous quarter. Wow. Uh, they have put a bunch of projects on hold, like Reflections, a Disney Lakeside Lodge. Mm-hmm. Um, but Avengers Campus is completed. Remy's Ratatouille Adventure is ready to go. Um, most everything else at Epcot has slowed to a crawl, right. uh, with the exception of Guardians of the Galaxy, uh, Cosmic Rewind, and Harmonious. Mm-hmm. Um, the Tron light cycle run is continuing their construction, uh, but all interior work seems to have been uh, halted for the time being. Uh, Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser uh, Resort continues to move on as well, but he did not mention an opening date. Um, their uh, parks division only lost $119 million Yikes. in the first quarter of fiscal year 2021. Their revenue decreased only 53%. Um, so that is that is good news. Um, where else are we? Uh, domestic parks revenue was down 70%. International parks were down 60%. And that's about it. The cruise line businesses, of course, as we know, still, still suspended. Right. So uh, the total net adverse impact of COVID-19 on operating income this past quarter was $2.6 billion. Yeah, but is that taking into account – they're not taking to, into account the savings, like what they didn't spend on um, capital improvements? No, this, these are adverse uh, impacts. So this yeah. is this is negative. This is bad stuff. Right. But, you know, it's like because you didn't have a whole lot going on, you spent less money on other things. Right. So they're saying they made so much less money than they would have, but – are you adjusting for the fact, you know, that's how much less income you made. Are you adjusting for the fact that you spent a lot less money also? I don't know. I don't know. You're the one who went to business school. Well, that's why I'm asking the question. But, no but that's has, not no in one, this article. No one has the answer. Okay. I'm sure someone does. We could call JPEG and yeah, see what he call says. Up. I want to know. Let me get him on the horn. Hold on here. In California. <laughs> he won't answer. I'm just going to move on. Okay. In California, the latest theming elements for the Star Wars Outpost have been uh, happening. What's going on? Well, we we told you uh, about two weeks ago that Ray's uh, speeder bike uh-huh. uh, has been uh, mounted outside of the show. Yes. They've now mounted additional poles near it. What show? Uh, near the show, near the store. Oh. Um, they've put some additional poles and theming around Ray's speeder bike. So there are some containers there. Ooh, new poles. That is the big update. Wow. Yeah. What uh, am I going to talk about when this is done in I don't California? know. And you have some other information about the Star Wars trading post? That's right. It has been uh, stated that the trading post will not follow the Galaxy's Edge timeline, which will allow for more generic merchandise. Okay. So when you go to Galaxy's Edge, either in California or in Florida, um, you're supposed to actually be on the planet of Batu at the right. Black Spire outpost. Right. So those people do not know about the Star Wars universe because they are living inside the Star Wars universe. Mm-hmm. So when you go to Galaxy's Edge, you can't buy anything related to the Empire Strikes Back right. or, uh, 
you know, episode uh, four or mm-hmm. any other Star Wars items. Um, but what they're saying now is with the outpost, uh, you're going to be able, it's kind of going to be your one-stop shop. Right. That makes sense. all Star Wars stuff, regardless of the timeline or location. Now, Florida sort of has that because they have Star Tours, which isn't part of Galaxy's Edge. So the shop there Correct. has all kinds of stuff. Correct. They don't have a Star Tours in um, California? Uh, they do, but it's in Disneyland. Okay. That's kind of weird, huh? It's in Tomorrowland. Oh, so weird. All right. Um, hmm. Let's talk about the uh, Walt Disney World. In Florida, there's some scaffolding and scrims that were placed by Peter Pan's flight. That's right. All around the queue, uh, all, all all down the side of the building, all the way down to Columbia Harbor House, and all the way to the front part of the queue. Um, you know, eight-foot-tall construction walls with scrim around parts of the building. Just looks like regular uh, building maintenance, which we just saw them do with uh, Small World. Yep. Although they did make some changes to Small World uh, with some of the facade. Um, but, uh, it's just, you know, it's annual upkeep. Yep. All right. Um, international, the international services division. So that's a division of, uh, Disney is looking for cultural representatives for positions in Epcot's France pavilion. Do you know what uh, a cultural representative is? It's someone who works there, but is from that country. So they work in the world showcase in that particular country exactly one of the big highlights of epcot is the fact that you get an international flavor uh, because residents of of each pavilion are from that country Uh, now that has not been the case since epcot reopened uh, because a lot of those cast members have returned home um and uh you know there's not a lot of international travel going on these days right um but international services as cheryl mentioned has put out uh, advertising that they are looking for multiple positions in the France Pavilion for 2021. And uh, these positions include host, server, pastry cook, and crepier. Uh, and that is because La Crepier de Paris is going to be opening as part of the uh, Remy Ratatouille Adventure expansion. All right. So it'll be good to see some international folks back in Epcot. Absolutely. That was a big part of um, of being there and feeling right. like you were sort of part of that country and, and that you were actually in that country. Yeah. All right. Um, in Hollywood Studios, permits have been filed for signage at Woody's Roundup Barbecue Restaurant. That's right. It is was mentioned last year that they would be opening up a barbecue restaurant in Toy Story Land. Uh, and this is a new table service restaurant called uh, Roundup Rodeo Barbecue. Uh, and it's a Toy Story-themed barbecue. That's why they put it in Toy Story Land. Um, and Disney has filed uh, a permit for Sign Producers Incorporated to fabricate and install the sign. Uh, so that is good. You know, construction was delayed due to the pandemic. And uh, this is going to be a family-friendly, fun dining experience. All right. Well, that's good that it sounds like it's still coming. We weren't sure for a while there. Yes. And in accordance with the theme of the land, uh, the establishment will be constructed from Andy's larger-than-life playsets and games. And then once inside, you'll be surrounded by all the rodeo festivities in action, as well as a Western town and train station play sets. That's fun. Yeah. Over in Disney Springs, a dueling pianos brunch is coming to the boathouse. That's right. The boathouse uh, on Sunday afternoons, beginning Sunday, February 21st, will host the Captain's Sing-Along Brunch. Uh, they will have a new menu and dining, uh, dining dueling pianos for this event. Um the new menu will include a twist on their rolls and specialties, specialty beverages, um, and it will uh, take place from 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. 
The dueling pianos will be there from 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. And if you go to the sing-along in a captain's hat or a boathouse shirt, you'll get a complimentary mimosa. Nice. When when do you see Disney giving away drinks for free? It's not Disney. Oh, it's third party. (laughs) That's a good point. All right. At the Contemporary Resort, they're going to officially start refurbishing rooms in April of 2021. Yep, that's the big news. Uh, They're going to be reimagining the guest rooms beginning in the main tower. Uh, Rumor has it that we're going to see the Incredibles intellectual property be brought into the rooms. You know, much like they've been doing uh, at the Polynesian, they're bringing in Moana at the Wilderness Lodge. Uh, Who are they bringing in at the Wilderness Lodge? We mentioned it uh, a week and a half ago. Did we? Uh, They're bringing some characters into the the lodge. The Country Bears? (laughs) Who would they be bringing in? I'm trying to think what would fit the theming. Pocahontas, the Country Bears. Um, and uh, they're, they're doing that now. It seems like they're going to start doing that to resorts. It, it only makes sense. It does, but I think it's funny that they're doing it to the um, deluxes, but not the moderates. Right. I mean, they just uh, redid Coronado, mm-hmm. all the rooms and stuff there, and they have barely... Well, Coronado's a- got the three Cavalieros. Yeah. In the, and they're, they're, they're little touches. Right, it's not and I think overly it's heavy. probably the same thing when they do uh, Incredibles or whatever. It's, not right. gonna, it's just going to be little touches. Right. Color schemes color scheme, yeah. and maybe a print on the wall. Right. You know, it's not as heavy-handed as it used to be at, like, the all-star sports yes. when you went in. and The, the bedspread bed and the pictures. The, the wallpaper around the top of the room. Or uh, if you get one of the princess uh, rooms princess at suites, right? uh, Port, Port Orleans. Port Orleans. Now, the big question is, who do you put in the Grand Floridian? Mary Poppins? Maybe, yeah. Although she's more British, not really, like, Florida beachy. Eh, she's, I don't know. She, she fits, fits the, the style. It's that Victorian era yeah. kind of uh, yeah. kind of thing. Okay. In entertainment news, Disney Plus has reached a new plateau for subscribers. That's right. They have reached 94.9 million subscribers. They beat their four-year goal in 14 months. Wow. So uh, kudos to them. That is why during the earnings call, uh, things were actually good, and that is because the streaming services are just gangbusters uh, performing really well. Uh, so they reached 94.9 million subscribers as of December 20, uh, 31st. ESPN is at 12.1, uh, which doubles them from a year ago. And Hulu has reached 39.4 million subscribers. Awesome. So those are big news. Um, so, yeah, that's uh, that's good for the streaming services. Okay. Uh, where am I? Bob Chapek had some comments about the Black Widow movie. He says that Disney still plans to release Black Widow theatrically. Um, right now, it is currently scheduled to open on May 7th, which would make it the first big blockbuster release of 2021. Um, and his statement was, we are still intending it to be a theatrical release. However, that does not clarify if it is a May release or if they're going to delay it further. Right. So, you know, the big deal with these Marvel movies is the budgets are around uh, $200 million, uh, And then there's another... 150 million in advertising uh, for these films. Yep. So, in order to turn a profit, you need tickets to be sold. You sure do. You know, you can't do uh, 25 or 30 dollars on Disney Plus and, and hope to turn a turn a profit. Right. Uh, Gina Carano from The Mandalorian has been let go. That's been the big news, uh, big entertainment news. Yeah, she has had some uh, controversial social media posts over the uh, past few months. Uh, leading up to the election and uh, up until a few days ago. 
And Lucasfilm released a statement that said she is currently not employed by Lucasfilm and there are no plans for her to be in the future. Uh, now, rumor had it that the Rangers of the New Republic, which is a spinoff from uh, The Mandalorian, um, that her character was expected to have a role in that show mm. uh, and that she would be leaving The Mandalorian to appear in that. And that is no longer the case. Right. Oh, well. So, uh, so what was she what what did she say? What was her stance that got her in trouble? Uh, let's see. She said a few things about Nazis, the Holocaust, oh, uh, COVID-19. Being what, uh, like fake? Masks. Yeah. Yeah. She just, it's controversial. Yeah, I'd say. Okay. So. I was just curious. Yeah. Um, directors, the Russo brothers, are teasing what's in store for a live action Disney cinematic universe. That's right. Uh, what are the Russo brothers known for? Um, Hercules? Well, that's what they're working on right now. Oh. Avengers. Okay. Remember, we saw their cars when we were at Disney Studios in Hollywood. We saw their parking spots and one of their vehicles was parked there. I remember we saw somebody's, but I didn't know who they were or why it mattered. So Joe and Anthony Russo, who directed uh, Infinity War and Endgame, they are currently working on a new live-action Hercules movie, uh, and they are teasing the fact that they would like to take Hercules and spin an entire franchise worth of stories out of one movie. And it's so funny because it's such a bad movie. Hercules has got to be one of the worst, well, I mean, bottom 20% of movies. But, you know, who knows what they can do when they, you know, turn it into something live action, sort of rework the story a little bit, give it great characters, you know, with great personalities. Uh, Who knows? And then over at Aquatica, which is SeaWorld's um, water park, they have a new dolphin tour. They do. Uh, and they have a one-hour experience called the Commerson's Close-Up, uh, which started in late December. Uh, this is the only place in America that you can see Commerson's dolphins. Um, so this tour uh, actually gets you into a, a touch, meet-and-greet type of experience for let them. Me, let me stop you for a second. Yes. Commerson's dolphins. Do they actually, like, is there a guy named Commerson who owns these dolphins, or is it a type of dolphin? I believe Commerson's are a type of dolphin. Okay. Uh, now, these three in captivity, um, let's see. Uh, now, you've, you've messed up my train of thought. I'm sorry. That's all right. I need to know what's going on. That's all right. Uh, so, they have three Commerson's, dolf- three Commerson's dolphins at Aquatica, Juan, Pepe, and Ross, <laughs> which are great names. Uh, their normal life expectancy is 15 to 18 years. However, um, in the uh, care of Aquatica uh, and all of SeaWorld's properties are USDA and Association of Zoos and Aquariums certified, uh, these dolphins have lived an exceptionally long life. Juan is 39, Whoa. Pepe is 27, and Ross is 22. Wow. Um, so they do have an above water uh, interaction area for this uh, park. Uh, and in order to go on it, it costs $39 per person. They take up to six guests per time slot. Uh, you get, uh, uh, you do not get park admission, uh, and it does include one photo from a professional photographer. Participants must be at least six years of age, uh, and those who are between the ages of six and 12 must be accompanied by a paying adult. Um, you don't have to uh, be on the experience to see the dolphins, uh, because the dolphins are available uh, to see in the underwater viewing area throughout their day and while gliding down the dolphin plunge water slide. So uh, good times at Aquatica. 
is uh, is that it? You have anything else you'd like to say? Any special Valentine's messages to your boyfriend or anything? No, my boyfriend doesn't listen to this show. Oh, okay. Well, uh, have a good weekend, everybody. We hope uh, your hearts are full and happy uh, <laughs> this weekend. And uh, until Monday, I'm Tony. And I'm Cheryl. And you've been listening to the Disney Drive Time Podcast. <laughs>